What's shaking and baking, my marketing people? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Today on the show, we have Maria Asipova. She is the VP of Marketing at Penny. We get into a cool conversation about how to approach creating content and being a value center for your customer, not only at the point when they purchase, but throughout their experience with your company and how to think about the lens at which your customer sees your company. So I enjoyed this. I think if you're building out a content marketing strategy, this is the episode for you. But before we get into that, as always, we put on this show over here at Cave Social. Look, we're a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles. We help companies grow through social media. We help them by creating the content, running paid ad campaigns, pains, etc. We put on the show for a while. If you're not in a position to go out and pick an agency, that's cool. I do want to ask for one major favor. If you've been listening to the show for a minute, if you could leave a review wherever you listen, this helps us a ton. So if you're listening on Apple, please just drop us a review down there. Honestly, what you think about the show, that feedback helps us. It also helps us get this message out to more marketers and that's what we want to do is get this show out to more marketers and really increase the knowledge of the whole community. So that would be a massive, massive favor that I want to ask of you if you're listening to this, and I appreciate it if you do. But without further ado, let's get into this episode. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, joining me from my, one of my favorite places in the world, my hometown, British Columbia, actually Richmond, British Columbia. I'm from a suburb over, but it's, it's the same place, is Maria Asipova. Maria, how you doing? Doing excellent. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you here and chat about all things Penny, which you are the VP of Marketing at. So before we get into that, I want to pass the mic. Walk us through, give us the backstory. How did you find yourself in this crazy world of marketing? Absolutely. Well, the story goes all the way back. First of all, I got into my very first marketing role straight out of university. And I highly recommend to anyone that takes any type of theory or any type of course, really supplemented by that early on experience. I was lucky to have a co-op program where I would study for a semester and then go and work for a semester. And from semester one, I ended up at a somewhat small company in London, Ontario, and I knew marketing was for me right away. Pretty cool to start at a small company because you get the whole runaround of different marketing experiences, not just, you know, fax and copy and do things within a large company. So I was smart and I kind of did two semesters at a small company. They loved me enough to invite me back and then uh, did another stint of two semesters at a much larger company called iAnywhere, uh, now Sybase, now acquired by SAP. But then I could see the whole tech B2B environment of marketing and knew that that's where I wanted to stay. So from there, I kind of did the whole round of marketing roles, started as a coordinator, did quite a bit of stuff in demand generation, uh, ran events, uh, ran uh, marketing operations along the way, kind of did in about seven years at different companies, all tech companies, sometimes software, sometimes kind of technology services, and really got a feel of what marketing environment is like. And after that, I was like, well, can I run the whole department? Can I run the brand? Can I run, you know, can I totally not just run a campaign and see what falls out, but be responsible for the product direction, be responsible for building it from scratch. So that's how I went into Media Valley. That was my very first kind of head of marketing role and was a perfect environment because it was truly from scratch. The company was separating from its parent company. 
just uh, raised the first round of financing. So it's like, there you go, build the brand, make it happen, hire the team. So got my whole bunch of, you know, learnings and errors and mistakes from there, but also just to set a rush of taking, you know, the initial vision, building it into a brand, taking it to kind of major global competition with companies like Adobe, trying to knock into Gartner, all of that, you know, the startup run. And from there, I was so, so hooked, uh, went to Traction Guest, uh, similar, com- similar kind of stage, maybe a little bit of a higher round of financing, gain that the startup hyper growth stage hire the team, scale it, make it triple. And from there to Penny AI, where I am right now, and also just such a fantastic opportunity in what I call an underserved uh, market environment. I love it. I love the fact that you can pull all the way back to college and say, okay, I did two semesters at a small company and I learned really about the nuts and bolts and how everything goes, but then also going into the bigger company and saying, okay, here's what it looks like at a much larger view. And here's what we have to do from a strategic vision standpoint. And not that small companies don't have that. It's just a lot harder to dedicate time to that when, at least in my experience in a small company, the house is always seemingly on fire. So it's like, we just have to focus on putting out that fire before we can be proactive. Uh, I couldn't have planned it better if I tried. Like at the time, I didn't know anything better. So like whoever hired me on the first run, Thank God, you know, I'm going to be marketing there. But we got to work with so much larger scale projects, pitching to Walmart, like writing the proposition for Staples. I could never even like touch it at a larger company. And yet there I got to apply it to some of the really impactful things that affected the company. And I think some of my path in kind of that startup high growth environment and having that full ownership and responsibility and knowing the impact had been somewhat shaped and formed back at the time where I knew that I could do this project that could make or break the company and make it happen. Amazing. Now, let's shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Penny, give me that elevator pitch because I went on your website. I've checked it out. I think I have an idea, but I want to pass it to you to kind of talk me through, you know, what the company does. And then we can get into kind of how you all approach marketing with that and some of the philosophy behind, behind it. Yeah. Let me start with a little tiny bit of a backstory. So the way Penny started was really one of the co-founders. Uh, his wife was in direct sales. So Penny is the <clears throat> data-driven sales enablement platform for direct sales, built for direct sales industry. So it started right out of the, <laughs> I want to say basement for full glamour, but no, just uh, right out of kind of the family business. And um, Terry Lynn was raising three kids, working as a nurse, and you know, decided to supplement her income with the direct sales business. And within years, really got the customers going, had global team under her, and was just not handling it with all of the spreadsheets and with all of the things that she had to manage. And going to the husband that was in tech is like, hey, is there a program that I can use? Is there something that I can leverage to put everything into one place and make my life, you know, easier so that I can focus on my business and grow it along all of the things that I'm doing? And they looked across everything and they ended up building Penny exactly for that use case with Sterling being kind of like a prototype. And from there, it grew into an enterprise-grade platform, keeping all of the customer data, enabling the sellers with some very, very simple things, pretty much within five minutes, what can you do that is going to drive your business? Very cool. Now, it's interesting, right? Because you at Penny are now going after small business owners, consultants, people who are thinking about their bottom line, especially at the mid package and enterprise too. People are thinking about, okay, how does this enhance our sales team and, and grow that? I want to talk a little bit though about how I see 
for context, listeners, go to their website, which is getpenny.com, because I, this will make this next part I say a lot clearer. Um, you guys have a, a lot of content. You have the blog, and then you have the Pennyverse. What I want to talk to you about, though, is really the premise behind this, and we talked a little bit off air, is how you approach providing value to the customer and doing that through content. Is that through the Pennyverse, through the blogs? Is there other channels that you're leveraging? Like, Walk me through this idea of always providing value to the customer. That is a great question. When we built Penny the app, well, the idea was to provide the value and enable the consultant. But when you think of who is actually working in direct sales, it's moms. Do they have sales education? Do they have marketing education? Maybe not. Do they have the full day to block out and focus on just reaching out to customers and spitting out the scripts that they don't even maybe know the word script? Maybe not. But all of that is required to grow the business and to be efficient. And compared to, you know, probably everyone through the COVID times realized that how hard it is to work while your kids are running around, while your mailman is knocking on the door. Well, they have to do the job of a full-blown on salesperson while juggling all that. So when we think about enabling them, it's teaching them to write a quick script. It's teaching them to, you know, organize the time maybe a little bit better or to give an example of an email that can be sent or of building a web page. All of that goes beyond what Penny does. Penny just shows up as like, hey, these are the five people to reach out to. What's your best script? Well, when I talk about value, it's enabling their entire journey. And Penny, who's better than Penny the brand, to teach and to kind of elevate the consultant and to get them to that success stage. Because just like as any small business, we know that nine out of 10 go out of business. Well, if we can shift that statistics to, you know, maybe six out of 10 stay. And they supplement their income through COVID, through right now, the momentum for the industry is amazing. Everyone's selling from home. Everyone's building personal relationships through digital. And those are micro-entrepreneurs living and breathing kind of the truth. So if we are part of enabling those, I call them micro-entrepreneurs because I think that's exactly who they are. They're building their personal brand. Then that's our way of delivering value. Blog is amazing. Resources are amazing. Pennyverse is meant to be the hub of different type of resources. And thank you so much for looking at the website in the last couple of days, because if you looked 10 days ago, it wouldn't be there. So it's just the first reiteration phase one of having direct sales expertise is one part. Penny specific expertise is another part. But the big vision is micro masterclass style, the courses, the trainings, something that would enable anyone and everyone that joins the industry to succeed. And that's where I see the value. And it's interesting because when you have that mission in behind it, the content and it almost creates itself. I mean, you have to put the, the muscle towards it. But when you have that mission of like, okay, we're here to enable these consultants and we're here to enable people so that they can grow their business. These micro entrepreneurs, anyone who's shit, if you've even only ran a lemonade stand, you know, it's like, <laughs> totally. How, how much are the lemons today? How, how much, where am I going to go out and knock on doors? What's the money in money out? Like there's so, do I hire the kid next door to help? Like there's so many questions at running a lemonade stand, Never mind a real business. And to be able to answer some of those and take some of the pressure off, because I think it speaks to is amazing because I think it speaks to a deeper issue that everyone has, which is imposter syndrome. And the amount of people that they start something, they start to live their truth, as you said, and they're passionate about a product or about its mission. And then they start to doubt themselves. And am I cut out for this? And all of those negative scripts that start to go on in a customer's head. Well, now, if they go to something like the Pennyverse, they can see content and be like, oh, this, like, this company has my back. 
And I'm not the only person who's asked this question before or felt this, right? <laughs> <laughs> you totally hit it spot on. Absolutely. And there is a bit of a dichotomy in the direct sales industry because people that do it really well, and as I say, micro-entrepreneurs build humongous brand, right? Like they have people underneath them, teams of thousands, teams of 2,000 sellers and consultants that they inspire, that they enable. So someone that's new and that's just starting at the direct sales business looks up to them and is like, oh, this is this perfect person with the beautiful flowing hair, with the, you know, flawless skin using the products. I'm miles away. I don't even know how to sell it to my sister, let alone to, you know, everyone that I meet in the street. And in addition to the value of just, hey, here is the education, we talk about this as well. We recently launched Real Life of Direct Sellers feature on social that pretty much invites anyone and everyone to submit a short video of their day-to-day -day life, you know, how they're running with the three kids around and how there is like literally today the launch of an elderly couple that's been crushing the business between the two of them and kind of splitting up the, the selling part and the administrative part. And it does not look glamorous. It looks like everyday person with that idea to inspire and to say, you can do that. You know, like anyone can do it. There is a guy with the baby that was able to stay home and work from home and live with, you know, every moment of the two-year-old while running that business. And, you know, yes, sometimes he's by the laundry basket answering the emails. But I think this type of things is part of that vision as well. And when we talk value, it's not just, hey, let me give you something that you could possibly pay for, but you're not paying for. It's, I care about you. I try to think what life is like for you. And I try to guess and be, you know, the first to offer it and suggest it. And that's part of understanding and empathizing and caring that I think a big part of the philosophy of Penny. Because we started knowing so closely that specific persona helping Terrilene, then that translates into, well, we care about the industry. It's moms. It's inspiring people that crush through those challenges. And when you look at their stories, another one of our series is Legends. So that's a total opposite of like, this is crazy success. Also, some of their struggles, if you read through the Legends, like three-page conversation interview, it's crazy what they had to go through to achieve what they have in the business. So there is we try to highlight both. We try to elevate and uh, celebrate truly, you know, crazy successes, but also show just what the people are like. And it's all real, real industry, real business. It's interesting. I think about content in really four buckets, inspirational, entertainment, educational, and then promotional. And we talked a little bit off air, but a lot of companies, I think, miss boat when they start going too heavy on entertainment and this is funny okay it's distracting and that, that's fine if it's part of your mix and part of your brand voice but to what you're saying the effective stuff is hey when we show you know an elderly couple that's killing it like you're inspiring another customer because they see themselves in your current customer set coupled with education actual articles on like what can you write off or you know, or like, here's how to do social media, or whatever that educational piece is. I think that for anyone listening and thinking about their own strategy, is like jot that down. Go okay, inspirational, entertaining, education, educating, or you know, promoting. And what am I doing too much of? And what what do I need to be doing more of? Because just hearing your stories there, it's like, oh, the stuff that becomes effective is that educational and inspirational content in your space, right? And for your company. And it could be something different for another company. So I, I think that that's something to know. And it's just cool to hear and see that manifest. So <laughs> yeah, and it's a helpful lens to evaluate, like, especially once you spend a year or two with the same company, you get so ingrained into that mentality, you forget that your customers have other things in their life. And maybe 
hundred other tools that they're using. You know, your message becomes all about hundred percent of the time you, you, you. So that kind of either value or empathy part is really important to step back and say, how does it fit into their day? If I'm joking in every message, well, would they like something of value from me? Could I help them to do better? Or maybe the joke is actually one of the things we do in an app is people do need that three o'clock pickup. You know, when you are sales and you're facing rejection 99% of the time, you actually do need someone to shake you up and say, hey, you're amazing. So it's not just funny, but it's funny yet uplifting you. And then because it is within the context where it makes sense. Yeah. Entertaining is perfectly, perfectly fine. Yeah, it's, it fits to a purpose, right? And understanding what the purpose of that content is. I think that's so, so important um, and a lesson anyone can take. Now, Maria, before I let you go, let people know where can they find out more about Penny uh, and connect with you online? Absolutely. So www.getpenny.com is the hub of all of our information. And on LinkedIn, Maria Osipova, just search me up. There's only so many Russian last names <laughs> right there. So uh, welcome to everyone to connect and would love to stay connected with anyone within the industry. Amazing. And I will put uh, links to both Penny and Maria's LinkedIn on the show notes page. So wherever you're listening, head down, click that button, and you'll be able to do that. Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Thank you, Jordan. Such a pleasure. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um, 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 um.